Chapter Twenty Nine of At the Back of the North Wind. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. At the Back of the North Wind by George MacDonald. Chapter Twenty Nine. Ruby. The children were delighted with the story and made many amusing remarks upon it. Mister Raymond promised to search his brain for another, and when he had found one, to bring it to them. Diamond, having taken leave of Nanny and promised to go and see her again soon, went away with him. Now Mr. Raymond had been turning over in his mind what he could do both for Diamond and for Nanny. He had therefore made some acquaintance with Diamond's father, and had been greatly pleased with him. But he had come to the resolution, before he did anything so good as he would like to do for them, to put them all to a certain test. So as they walked away together, he began to talk with Diamond as follows. "'Nanny must leave the hospital soon, Diamond.' "'I am glad of that, sir.' "'Why, don't you think it's a nice place?' "'Yes, very. But it's better to be well in doing something, you know, even if it's not quite so comfortable.' "'But they can't keep Nanny so long as they would like. They can't keep her till she's quite strong.' there are always so many sick children they want to take in and make better and the question is what will she do when they send her out again that's just what i can't tell though i've been thinking of it over and over sir her crossing was taken long ago and i couldn't bear to see nanny fighting for it especially with such a poor fellow as has taken it he's quite lame sir she doesn't look much like fighting now does she diamond no sir she looks too like an angel angels don't fight do they sir not to get things for themselves at least said mr diamond besides added diamond i don't quite see that she would have any better right to the crossing than the boy who has got it nobody gave it to her she only took it and now he has taken it if she were to sweep a crossing soon at least after the illness she has had she would be laying up again the very first wet day said mr diamond and there's hardly any money to be got except on wet days remarked diamond reflectively is there nothing else she could do sir not without being taught i'm afraid well couldn't somebody teach her something couldn't you teach her diamond i don't know anything myself sir i could teach her to dress the baby but nobody would give her anything for doing things like that they are so easy there wouldn't be much good in teaching her to drive a cab for where would she get the cab to drive there ain't fathers and old diamonds everywhere at least poor nanny can't find any of them i doubt perhaps if she were taught to be nice and clean and only speak gentle words mother could teach her that interrupted diamond and to dress babies and feed them and take care of them mr raymond proceeded she might get a place as a nurse somewhere you know people do give money for that then i'll ask mother said diamond but you'll have to give her her food then and your father not being strong has enough to do already without that but here's me said diamond i'll help him out with it when he's tired of driving up i get it don't make any difference to old diamond i don't mean he likes me as well as my father of course he can't you know nobody could but he does his duty all the same 
it's got to be done you know sir and diamond's a good horse isn't he sir from your description i should say certainly but i have not the pleasure of his acquaintance myself don't you think he will go to heaven sir that i don't know anything about said mr raymond i confess i should be glad to think so he added smiling thoughtfully i'm sure he'll get to the back of the north wind anyhow said diamond to himself but he had learned to be very careful of saying such things aloud isn't it rather too much for him to go in the cab all day and every day resumed mr raymond so father says when he feels his ribs of a morning but then he says the old horse do eat well and the moment he's had his supper down he goes and never gets up till he's called and for the legs of him father says that makes no end of a differ some horses sir they won't lie down all night long but go to sleep on their four pins like a haystack father says i think it's very stupid of them and so does old diamond but then i suppose they don't know better and so they can't help it we mustn't be too hard upon them father says your father must be a good man diamond diamond looked up in mr raymond's face wondering what he could mean i said your father must be a good man diamond of course said diamond how could he drive a cab if he wasn't there are some men who drive cabs who are not very good objected mr raymond diamond remembered the drunken cabman and saw that his friend was right ah oh, but he returned he must be you know with such a horse as old diamond that does make a difference said mr raymond but it is quite enough that he is a good man without our trying to account for it now if you like i will give you a proof that i think him a good man i am going away on the continent for a while for three months i believe and i am going to let my house to a gentleman who does not want the use of my brougham my horse is nearly as old i fancy as your diamond but i don't want to part with him and i don't want him to be idle for nobody as you say ought to be idle but neither do i want him to be worked very hard now it has come into my head that perhaps your father would take charge of him and work him under certain conditions my father will do what's right said diamond i'm sure of that well so i think will you ask him when he comes home to call and have a little chat with me to-day some time he must have his dinner first said diamond no he's got his dinner with him to-day it must be after he's had his tea of course of course any time will do i shall be at home all day very well sir i will tell him you may be sure he will come my father thinks you a very kind gentleman and i know he is right for i know your very own self sir mr raymond smiled and as they had now reached his door they parted and diamond went home as soon as his father entered the house diamond gave him mr raymond's message and recounted the conversation that had preceded it his father said little but took thought sauce to his bread and butter and as soon as he had finished his meal rose saying i will go to your friend directly diamond it would be a grand thing to get a little more money we do want it diamond accompanied his father to mr raymond's door and there left him he was shown at once into mr raymond's study 
where he gazed with some wonder at the multitude of books on the walls and thought what a learned man mr raymond must be presently mr raymond entered and after saying much the same about his old horse made the following distinct proposal one not over advantageous to diamond's father but for which he had reasons namely that joseph should have the use of mr raymond's horse while he was away on condition that he never worked him more than six hours a day and fed him well and that besides he should take nanny home as soon as she was able to leave the hospital and provide for her as one of his own children neither better nor worse so long that is as he had the horse diamond's father could not help thinking it a pretty close bargain he should have both the girl and the horse to feed and only six hours work out of the horse it will save your own horse said mr raymond that is true answered joseph but all i can get by my own horse is only enough to keep us and if i save him and feed your horse and the girl don't you see sir well you can go home and think about it and let me know by the end of the week i am in no hurry before then so joseph went home and recounted the proposal to his wife adding that he did not think there was much advantage to be got out of it not much that way husband said diamond's mother but there would be an advantage and what matter who gets it i don't see it answered her husband mr raymond is a gentleman of property and i don't discover any much good in helping him to save a little more he won't easily get one to make such a bargain and i don't mean he shall get me it would be a loss rather than a gain i do think at least if i took less work out of our own horse one hour would make a difference to old diamond but that's not the main point you must think what an advantage it would be to the poor girl that hasn't a home to go to she is one of diamond's friends thought his father i could be kind to her you know the mother went on and teach her housework and how to handle a baby and besides she would help me and i should be the stronger for it and able to do an odd bit of charing now and then when i got the chance i won't hear of that said her husband have the girl by all means i'm ashamed i did not think of both sides of the thing at once i wonder if the horse is a great eater to be sure if i gave diamond two hours additional rest it will be all the better for the old bones of him and there would be four hours extra out of the other horse that would give diamond something to do every day he could drive old diamond after dinner and i could take the other horse out for six hours after tea or in the morning as i found best it might pay for the keep of both of them that is if i had good luck i should like to oblige mr raymond though he be rather hard for he has been very kind to our diamond wife hasn't he now he has indeed joseph said his wife and there the conversation ended diamond's father went the very next day to mr raymond and accepted his proposal so that the week after having got another stall in the same stable he had two horses instead of one oddly enough the name of the new horse was ruby for he was a very red chestnut diamond's name came from a white lozenge on his forehead young diamond said they were rich now with such a big diamond and such a big ruby End of chapter twenty nine recording by marisol quee